Welcome to Podcast Guesting for Profit, where we bring you the secrets behind what it actually takes to be successful as a podcast guest without being sleazy or salesy. I'm your host, Christine McAllister. And I'm your co-host, Nicole Janton. Together, we're sharing the tips and strategies that we and our clients have used to generate seven figures from podcast guesting so that you can tap into the true power of podcast interviews. Whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow your business, a podcaster who wants to grow your own show, or both, you're in the right place. Welcome to Podcast Guesting for Profit. Welcome back to Podcast Guesting for Profit. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Christine. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. Please don't forget to follow so that you don't miss out on any future episodes and any future tips around podcast guesting. Just follow or subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And if you're back again, we so appreciate you joining us. We hope that you find this episode to be helpful and really start building out your podcast guesting strategy. So in today's episode, we're really going to be uncovering what we have found to be the number one mistake that entrepreneurs often make when they're appearing as podcast guests. As an entrepreneur, being a guest on podcasts can be a fantastic way to showcase your expertise and to connect with a wider audience. However, there are some pretty common pitfalls and particularly one that we've noticed in general that can really hinder your success. So let's dive in a little bit and explore this number one mistake that we've seen made and more importantly, how you can avoid this. So Christine, I'd love if you could start by sharing with us, what's this number one mistake that we see? Ooh, well, I think it's, it's actually a great example of number one mistake that I think many of us make in business really zeroed in on for podcast guesting. And because of the nature of podcast guesting and because of the nature of of the stage that it is, I think it's a pretty natural one. But it is really, really detrimental to your ability to get the results that you want as a podcast guest. And that is that you just simply do not have a strategy. Now, before you're like, I got this, I'm moving on. I got a strategy. Like hear us out here because even if you feel like you inherently have a strategy, it might not be the one that's actually working right now for podcast guesting. It might be one that you brought in from somewhere else, it might be one that isn't right for the type of podcast that you're going on. Because remember, there are millions, literally multiple millions of podcasts. And how are you showing up from what place, on what shows, what kind of a guest are you? How are you strategically moving people off of that interview into your community or your ecosystem? All of these things are micro strategies in and of themselves 
And any one of them can derail your ability to, to show up and be perceived in a way that creates results for the business. So as a whole, the biggest mistake is making some incorrect assumptions and not showing up with a dialed in strategy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when I think about this, most people who come to us, they feel that they're working on their strategy on how to get on shows, right? Finding maybe different platforms that they can connect, different ways that they can reach out. And that's amazing. But the strategy goes far beyond that. And I find that most entrepreneurs, if they even do have any sort of a strategy, it usually stops at the podcast booking. And then when they get on the show, they show up, you know, often we hear, oh, it was so engaging. I got lots of great feedback that it was such a great interview, but nobody reached out. And so if you're listening and you're wondering if you have a strategy that works, I would encourage you to think, what are the results that I'm getting? And am I happy with the results that I've been achieving on the back end? Because a lot of the time, this actually just has to come down with to your strategy for how you're showing up and how you're getting that audience thirsty to learn more about you and to reach out into your audience and take that next step after listening to the episode. A lot of the time that's not fully dialed in, even if you're a great conversationalist or a really you know engaging guest that can provide a lot of value. Absolutely. Yeah. So what kind of, what kind of guest are you? What kind of preparation have you done ahead of time? Like you said, Nicole, a lot of people just, once they get the booking, it just becomes an event on their calendar and just something that they rock up to like they would something that like a connection call. Like, I'll just go in. Maybe I don't remember even where or how I connected to somebody. And I've got to remind myself once we get on the call, right? Um, We've all had calls like that versus showing up when somebody has done their research on us, come with preparation, with clear questions to ask clear ways to connect, to collaborate, right? What creates a more fruitful connection call, right? And remember that this is not a connection call. This is a conversation that's being recorded and put online, broadcast for perpetuity, right? How do you want to be perceived as long as this thing is going to live online, is that worth some time to prepare ahead for you? Or are you going to cross your fingers and rely on your conversation skills and hope that you come across the way that you want and hope that that's enough, right? Hope is very important. It is not a viable business strategy, right? It's not a viable marketing tactic. Uh, it is, it is kind of pinning your hopes on something that, that may or may not pan out. And that's not what we want for you. You have created this opportunity for yourself. How are you going to make the most of it? You're already investing your time, your energy, your resources in appearing on this show. What if you could make your 
your effort exponential in time in terms of return by preparing even just for 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you've probably heard us if you've listened to this podcast before about talking about getting to know the show and getting to know the host and the audience before you get on the show. And that's a really, really important part of preparation that I think a lot of people overlook. But even another layer is what are your stories that you can share? What is your IP or intellectual property that is going to help you to stand out as a thought leader and an authority? Being on the other side of the mic as a podcast host, I've noticed that I can really clearly tell the difference between the guests who have prepared their strategy and their stories and how it is that they're actually going to sell themselves and their work while being on the show and providing value, of course, not just being salesy. We're not about that. And then the people who just come on and they, they're they clearly not as clear on that stuff because as the host, sometimes we end up volleying, right? Like share a client story about this or what are some wins about this? Or what are some resources or techniques that you use to help that guest shine and stand out because that's what we want. But some people, they just haven't fully prepared for that because it's not part of their strategy, right? The strategy just kind of stopped at, at getting the booking. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you can feel it. I mean, you have, have had this experience more than once, right? And how does it feel to to be on the hosting side of that. How does that feel energetically? Uh, what kind of an episode does it produce? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think for me, I have a little bit of a different lens on it because I'm also used to teaching people to make the most out of the appearances. So I just know how much capability that they have. And so, but a lot of the time, what I find is, is that the episode itself ends up being a lot less engaging and less value driven because the person's caught up in their head thinking about the best response, or maybe they have one response in their head that they think is the best thing to say. And then that gets repeated again and again, instead of allowing themselves to go into more details and share more aspects of their stories and their client results and all of that good juicy stuff that if they had done a little bit more preparation perhaps, or actually had a strategy in place for how they're going to speak on the show, then it just would have went a lot more smoother and provided more value. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we have, you know, folks who are not really illustrating, not really bringing to life their work um, and maybe just, just kicking, kicking the can down the road and essentially being like, well, you'll find that out, you know, when you pay me, when you work with me, like maybe being a little bit too precious with their work, which listen, people are not buying the information that you have, right? You can literally share every single thing, every single piece of your work. And it still isn't going to get people a transformation just by hearing the information. This is, I think, a big mistake that people make, right? Is is holding back, which is essentially reflecting a fear of a fear or a scarcity mindset. Like if I give it away, then no one will come work with me, right? And if you recognize yourself in this, then, hey, do you want to be presenting with a scarcity mindset? Like if not, what could you do differently 
to show that you believe in an abundant mindset. And then on the other side of that, there's the folks who kind of over-deliver, over-deliver and not in a positive way, right? Not in a like surprise and delight, over-deliver. What have you seen when you, what comes to mind when I say over-deliver for you? Yeah. The very first thing that comes to mind is I actually had a guest who literally had his keynote speech written on the screen in front. And so no matter what question I asked, I could see this guest just looking up and down that sheet, trying to figure out a way that they could incorporate their specific keynote into the answers. And while this does work sometimes, it comes across, right, as is inauthentic. You can tell when somebody is reading as opposed to speaking from the heart. And you can tell when the answer isn't really to what the question that was asked is, right? And a lot of the time, these people, they end up rambling on and on, and they end up lacking that conciseness and that ability to really actually make it into a conversation that is consumable and engaging to the listeners. Right. Oh my goodness. Yes. So instead we wind up with a mismatch of platform and delivery mode. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can, I can call myself out on this and give you all an example from a different stage. Um, just a little bit over a week ago, I was delivering a speech, different stage, for the first time on a on a real stage, on a virtual stage, like a Tony Robbins style stage, to a Zoom room full of a few hundred people. And when I am in speaking mode, I am typically either like sitting at a desk if I'm delivering to Zoom or I'm standing on a physical stage delivering to a room full of people. It's the first time that I was delivering on a stage to a Zoom room. And what I found myself doing was looking at different screens and addressing them. There were at least three different screens, addressing them as if there were people behind each one of them. And the person who is directing this virtual stage uh, put a note up on one of the screens um, that said, look at the camera, please. Because there's only one camera. There's only one camera, but I was looking to the right. I was looking to the left. I was trying to include people as if I was looking at humans, you know, across a room, across a stage. And there was one camera not three, which is more typical, capturing everything. So it just looked like I was looking off camera the whole time, right? And so that was a learning for me because what was natural to me from these other stages did not did not translate to this stage. Same thing is true with podcast guesting. And you probably aren't going to have somebody there <laughs> redirecting your focus and going, stop, you sound too scripted. Stop, stop reading, right? People can hear when you're reading or if you are responding. So check yourself. Are you reading? Are you forcing? Are you, or are you prepared enough that you can respond effortlessly because you 
are really truly embodying your work. Yeah, exactly. And so having that strategy for actually how to be a podcast guest and how to be a successful podcast guest who converts the listenership into leads and, you know, grows their audience and creates that huge mission and movement, really using their voice. You you have to have a strategy, right? It's just like anything else. If you're going to show up on stage in front of a huge audience, you'd probably get a speaking coach that you can make the most out of that. If you're booking a bunch of sales calls and none of them are converting, you're probably going to need some help with your sales. And same with podcast guesting. If you're not seeing the results that you want, the likelihood is it probably comes down to your strategy because we've seen people, even on the smallest of shows, implement these strategies and make huge um, outcomes, huge results, huge ROIs on the back end of those small appearances. Exactly. And we want the same for you. So if you want to be clear on the exact strategy and even have a checklist, I love a good checklist to organize yourself before, during, and after each podcast guesting appearance, then you can grab our podcast guesting checklist for free by going to lifewithpassion.com slash checklist to grab your copy of the podcast guesting checklist for yourself. Yes. And we will be sure to link that checklist in the show notes so that you can go and grab it and really start to implement this strategy at all stages of the podcast guesting journey, right? As we've been talking about, it doesn't just stop at that booking. So thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening on so that you don't miss out on any future podcast guesting for profit tips. And we'll see you next week for another episode of podcast guesting for profit. Here's to living your life with passion.